Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the RR Show, the best show on the internet from now until forever. Today we are jumping into r slash entitled parents. This is episode 148. I hope you are ready to enjoy it. If you want more or if you just want to support us, don't forget to check out our Patreon for the bonus episodes that are posted there every single week. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, grab your tea and popcorn and let's jump right into it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a pleasure for me to have you join us once again. Our first story is from Throwaway Coco Girl. No mum, dad, younger brother and aunt, I will keep doing my little tradition. I, 27 female, had an older brother, 25 male, who died in 2014. He was the older brother any girl wanted and we were close. He taught me valuable lessons in life, such as cooking, driving, and never giving up. He showed me anime manga, would go on little road trips, and we would flat out ignore our parents' favoritism with my younger brother. Sadly, he died when a shooting happened. He was not a criminal, he was just eating when it happened, and there was an investigation. Police found he was not involved in any illegal activity. And one of the bullets killed him instantly. He was only 25 and I was 19 in 2014. I would lie if I said that I didn't fall into a deep depression. It came to the point where I stopped eating and lost almost 55 pounds in a month and a half after his passing. I only drank water and milk. That would fill me up. I didn't want to get better. I didn't want to get better. Until one day, my former sister-in-law called me to tell me that he'd left me some things. I met up with her and the stuff he left behind was an album with Polaroid pictures of our crazy adventures, graphic anime tees and a chain with both of our initials. I was in tears and decided to get help because he would love to see me happy and not die of sadness. It's been years since his passing and I'm doing a lot better and I have a tradition that on his birthday that I would leave flowers by his grave. I only stay two minutes, then leave after singing him happy birthday. My therapist said this was a good idea. However, my parents, 50 male and 59 female, younger brother, 22 male, and aunt, 52 female, decided to have an intervention, thinking religiously that I was doing something satanic, that I was calling out the dead, that they should have thrown the thing he left me in the garbage, and that I should attend their church to see if the LORD GETS THE DIABOLICAL IDEAS OUT OF MY HEAD. I was shocked, and I told them I won't stop doing this tradition, I won't be attending their church, that this is their older son, and that if they keep behaving like this, I won't feel bad at all for having to go NC with them. They kept on yelling at me, and my aunt went as far as to throw holy water at me. I had had it. I told them when they stop being religious nuts, we'll talk. But as of today, I want nothing to do with them. I left before any of them could say anything, and it's been a week since the incident. I've blocked their numbers. I just saved myself from toxic family members, and I won't go back there ever again. Yeah, man, religion is definitely a spectrum from slightly wacky to completely batshit fucking insane. Our next story is from German Warflower. You can't drink because you need to babysit. 
I think every female family member who is the youngest of the adult generation, or at least a teen, can relate to this. Yesterday we had a kinda big family function for the 80th birthday of my gran. My mother's younger sister with their kids, preschool, elementary school age. And like every single time, I, 20 female, was expected to watch the little demons while her mother can have some adult time. Don't get me wrong, I like them, but in small doses. And I can't understand why me, since her fucking husband was there. Since the weather was nice, it was a barbecue in my grand's garden, or a backyard like the Americans would say. It was good. I saw some cousins of my generation, some of them I haven't seen for years. So since I had Saturday off, I work in healthcare, I shared a beer with my cousins and catched up. Well then, my aunt came in and asked why I dared to drink since I have to watch over her kids today since she needs some adult time. I just asked her what about her husband and she gave me the whole sob story of he worked all week. Uh, yeah, I did that too. Even made overtime in the nursing home I'm working in and that it's his day off. Uh, yeah, again, mine too. And that he's on the grill. He's literally standing next to my uncle, who is actually grilling, and sips beer. So I looked her dead in the eye, chugged an entire beer that I just opened, a half litre bottle, looked her dead in the eye while my little brother, the saint he is, took the empty bottle out of my hand and gave me a new one. I told her, sorry, but I already drank. She left in a huff, and of course she told my mother and my gran, and of course my mum was upset with me because she's my aunt and yada 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 yada. The only ones on my side were my brother and my stepdad, who nearly pissed himself laughing when he heard what I did. Thanks for listening. No, no, I'm on your side as well. I'm just imagining uh, the archer thing where he puts a finger up whilst drinking a beer. If you've not seen that show, it's awesome. I recommend it. But goddamn, look after your own damn kids. Our next one is from Whip Solo. Karen thinks I'm on a date with a lesbian prostitute. Ahoy! Welcome to one of the rather weirder posts in Am I the Arsehole? Or entitled parents. You see, I am the male part of a two-female, one-male triad relationship. For background, Sarah, yes, all names are fake here, and I got together eight years ago. And Becca, her lifelong friend, expressed feelings to Sarah. They had a conversation and then approached me. Becca expressed liking both of us. We went on a handful of dates to see if it would actually work, and it actually felt completely natural. Fast forward five years, and we're all married. Sarah and I legally, through a hand-fasting ceremony on the anniversary of Sarah and I's original wedding date, and all three of our family were happy and supportive and remain so today. Okay, now onto the story. Yesterday evening, the three of us were out to dinner at the Shack of Pizza. There were quite a few people there, so they ended up seating a family directly across the aisle from us. When they were seated, our seating arrangements were myself, Becca on one side, and Sarah on the other. While waiting for our pizza to arrive, both Becca and Sarah got up to use the restroom, and I was left at the table alone. After they left, Becca kissed me. When they returned, Sarah took the seat next to me, kissing me as she sat down. Neither kiss was anything wild, literally just the peck you'd give your mother. Immediately after Sarah had kissed me, I hear the screech of an OH MY GOD and look over. I see the entitled mother meeting the stereotype in every way 
except for the oversized sunglasses as it was dark outside. After making contact, Entitled Mother starts squealing about how We're all sinners and those whores are corrupting her children! Her children look to be around the age of five, two little girls. Um, well, I apologize, ma'am. We'll not show any form of public displays of affection again. You can't do this! You need to leave now! So Sarah says, Do what? We're just trying to enjoy dinner as a family. Clearly leaning into showing the fact that we are in fact a throuple. No one is talking to you, whore! She then turns to me and screeches that we need to leave now. Entitled Mother then starts yelling, Manager! 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 A manager approached to see what was going on. Uh, yeah, what seems to be the problem here, ma'am? These sinners! They're hanging all over each other in gross sexual ways, trying to corrupt my children! All three of us then laughed. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, ma'am. What's going on? These, these scumbags! That's right, we're scum. Are making out and feeling each other up, and it's disgusting! Oh, you should call the police! Sarah had moved to sit with Becca as our food had arrived, and they were sharing an order of wings. Snickering, Becca leaned in and kissed Sarah on the cheek, then said, I don't see what the problem is if I kiss my wife. Everyone else kisses their spouse in public. Me catching on to what she's doing now that the manager is there, I say, What's your problem with lesbians, ma'am? EM shrieks. Don't lie, you little whores! I know what you're doing! Do your parents know that you sell yourselves? At this point, the manager tells Entitled Mother to leave. You think I can afford to pay for these two lovely ladies for a whole night, but would only take them to Pizza Shack? EM lunges and slaps me, then shrieks, How dare you lie about your intentions! Who is your mother? The manager butts in. Ma'am, if you don't leave right now, we're calling the police. Good. Maybe then these perverts will be arrested for sexually assaulting my children. Realizing this was the hill she had chosen to die on, I looked to the manager and said, Yeah, I'm sorry. You're going through this because of my friends. Would you mind if we move to another table? No problem. Go right ahead and grab one over there. He points to a section that's empty. Meanwhile, Entitled Mother is screaming at us in all kinds of obscenities and homophobic slurs. Sitting at our new table, which is not a booth now, but a table, I'm seated with the girls on my left and right facing each other, while Entitled Mother is screaming and the manager is trying to get her out. I notice no one but Entitled Mother can see us. I whisper to Sarah and Becca. They laugh, and we do it. Becca and Sarah lean across the table and kiss each other, sit down, then both lean over and I kiss them each quickly. Entitled Mother goes nuclear. Entitled Mother grabs a pitcher off of her table and hurls it in our direction, falling flat by about 15 foot. As she's throwing the pitcher, two police officers walk in. Immediately they handcuff her, and as they're taking her out of the restaurant, she is screaming about the perverts and sexual deviants and how they should be arrested and not her. Entitled Mother's husband, who has not said a word this entire time, slowly approaches us and apologizes, offering to buy us our dinner. I politely decline, but thank him. We all told him to have a good night, and as he's collecting his children, he smiles and says, Yeah, I will. Take it easy, guys. The manager did end up comping our meal and refusing to let us pay. I hope the husband uses this to get divorced with custody. 
Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. Our next one is from you slash Atlanta. An entitled mother insists that I share my Nintendo Switch with her child on my flight. The scene is a Southwest airline flight. I was sitting in a window seat next to two lovely women, and directly horizontal from us was an empty seat, a mum and her son. The flight was taking off. For those who don't know, you're required to stay seated and keep your seatbelt on for the beginning of the flight until the captain says otherwise. I was strapped into my seat and decided to take out my Nintendo Switch from my carry-on beneath my feet. Excuse me, ma'am? I didn't realize at first that the mother in the seat horizontal from me was trying to get my attention. She unbuckled her seatbelt and moved to the empty seat by the aisle, closer to me. Ma'am with the video game. I lifted my head, but the stranger next to me nudged me as well. The lady wants to get your attention, the woman next to me muttered. I turned my head to see this woman leaning across the aisle with her hands on the armrest of the aisle seat in my row. Sorry, she began. I just wanted to know if there was any way my son could use that game for a little while. Uh, I'm so sorry, I began. My Nintendo Switch is just really important to me. I don't feel comfortable giving it to anyone I don't know. I don't even let my sister play with it. I was going to continue, but the woman cut me off. Oh, my son's not like most kids, she replied. He's not destructive. His cousin has one of those and he knows how to play. She smiled and set her hand out. The two women sat next to me, looked at me, as if they were also in disbelief. Uh, I'm sorry, I said again. I don't feel comfortable, I brought it for me. How old are you? The woman said with a huff, retracting her hand and slapping it on her lap. I'm 25, but I don't see how that matters, I replied, growing exceptionally uncomfortable. Well, she began, clearly sounding agitated, my son is eight. This is an hour and 45 minute flight, and he wants something to do. He can't see it for a few minutes. Uh, no, I'm not comfortable with that, I'm sorry, but I'm expecting you to understand since this is my property. I put my head down and I unpaused my game as to ignore anything she had further to say. Are you serious? She seemed genuinely livid. And talking to a child says, Well, sorry buddy, not everybody knows how to share. The woman actually said that to the kid next to her. Her child started whining and kicking the seat in front of him. Thanks for this she said to me. A sweet kid just wants to share with you, and you're just being ignorant about it. Before I even opened my mouth, one of the ladies in my row snapped back at her. How dare you bring that energy on this plane? She told you so kindly that she doesn't feel comfortable with passing her electronics to a stranger. The mother wasn't having it. And she's an adult, 
and she can't share with a child for a few minutes of a nearly two-hour flight? You should have brought something for him to do then, the woman in my row responded. It shut her up pretty good. At the end of the flight, the woman collected her luggage from the overhead bins and said, I hope you're happy going against God's word, not sharing with a child. Some of the people around us giggled. I'm sure that they all overheard the drama at the beginning of the flight. I've come across some entitled people in my time, but this strange lady takes the cake. Our next story is from College Kid Stories. Entitled mother steals and pawns her daughter's promise ring. This just happened to my cousin and is still a bit of an ongoing situation, but it was too crazy not to post. I may edit or update later on as some info may have been missed. So a little background. My cousin, who we'll call Kat, has received a beautiful promise ring from her boyfriend at the time. It had a real pearl in the center that was surrounded by mini diamonds, essentially close to the quality of an engagement ring. I can't remember the exact cost, but I want to say he saved at least $500 to $600 for it, as it was treated like a long-term engagement. Obviously, between the price and the sentiment behind it, that ring meant everything to Kat, and not one time in their relationship did I ever see her not wearing it. The ring has even more meaning to it now, as the couple had to separate a few months ago due to personal issues on his side. But he told her to keep the ring on as a promise that he would return one day when everything was sorted. Now that that's out of the way, here's where Entitled Mum comes in. Kat's mum is a total leech of a woman who thinks everyone will bow down to her will. She refuses to work and essentially lives off of handouts from her family but also demands to live a luxurious lifestyle. She's the type of woman who will beg for money to buy food then turn around and waste it all at the casino. She will do whatever she can to get money and has recently resorted to guilt tripping and apparently stealing. So it was another cousin's birthday a few days ago and everyone came over for a pool party. Kat had taken off her ring and left it on my dresser so she could go swimming, only to come back and find it missing. We tore the whole room apart looking for it just in case it had fallen or maybe someone knocked into it grabbing their clothes. But the ring was nowhere to be found. Kat was reasonably heartbroken and would not stop crying over the ring, blaming herself for letting it out of her sight. At the time, we still thought it was lost, so I assured her it would turn up. Fast forward to today, an entitled mother calls my mum to ask if she wants to go out, saying she just got a nice payout so it would be her treat. This obviously didn't make sense, since entitled mother doesn't work, so naturally my mum questioned where she suddenly got all the money, to which she replied that she did a little spring cleaning. Turns out, Entitled Mother saw Kat's ring on the dresser at the party, took it, and then pawned it, not even half the price it was originally worth, just so she could have the money to go out and party. I wasn't there when Kat found out, but apparently, the event that occurred went as followed. When Kat angrily confronted her mother about why she took the ring, she blew it off and just kept making excuses. She kept saying that she needed the money because we're broke, and that she deserved to have the ring since Kat had no use for it anymore now that she was single. Entitled Mum also argued that Kat was a child who doesn't deserve expensive items when she can't appreciate them, and that her mother's happiness should mean more to her than some dumb ring. 
She also got defensive and called her an ungrateful brat when she begged her to go and buy the ring back. At some point during EM's rant, Kat left and came to spend the night with us so she could calm down and figure everything out. Kat has literally spent the whole evening trying to get a hold of the pawn shop to see if she can get her ring back, and Entitled Mum is messaging both me and Mum arguing that she did nothing wrong and that Kat is making a big deal out of nothing. My mum and I refuse to talk to EM until she's not only apologized, but also gets the ring back. It's bad enough stealing and selling your child's things, but the sentiment that ring holds will never be replaceable if she can't get it back. What an absolute bitch! Right, here's how you solve that problem. Very, very easy. You just phone the police and report the theft. God damn. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, guys. Peace out until the next one, and make sure you check out our YouTube. We have fresh new content coming very soon. I'll see you over there. Until next time, guys, peace out. Through terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events, on our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.